Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. This is The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. The features that are considered beautiful about the human body have changed fairly drastically over the centuries. A curvy female body with flushed cheeks was every Renaissance painter's ideal. A corseted waist and a full bottom was the standard in Victorian times. In the 1920s, an extra thin, boyish physique was in vogue. Today's beauty standards are thankfully getting more diverse, but for many people, there's nothing sexier than a six-pack on a man or a woman. The idea of getting a flat stomach or six-pack abs is one of the reasons some people choose to run in the first place. I'm the first to admit that trying to look good at my high school reunion got me back into running in my late 30s. A strong, sexy stomach can be a driving factor of why you get out of bed at 4 a.m. and go running in the dark every day. But is running really the best way to get the toned tummy you've been hoping for? Or how about the other way around? Are all those crunches and sit-ups you've been doing to get those alluring abs doing anything for your running performance? Let's find out. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Today, we are going to explore the secrets to the six-pack. We'll discover the basic anatomy of the core and what that means for running, why some people just naturally seem to get a six-pack while others never will, and I'll go over the exact exercises you can start today to build a strong core for great running and which ones will help define those abs. Whether you run for health and fitness, performance and accomplishment, or you're out there for straight up sexiness, this episode will help you clarify which exercises align with your goals. I also wanted to announce that we are changing up our Apple podcast review contest, and now we're giving away one of my new Sprint Sessions masterclasses. They are 30-minute live and recorded classes with me every other month, and this month is all about Speedwork 101. To learn more and sign up, head to theplantedrunner.com slash Sprint, or you can enter to win one for free just by writing an Apple podcast review. I'll choose a new winner every month. Before we get into the details, I'd like to invite you to run with me in my beautiful hometown this fall. September 12th through 15th, 2024, I will be hosting a four-day running retreat in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Asheville, North Carolina. 
We'll stay in luxury cabins right on the French Broad River where we can run right out the door. You'll get run coaching, strength training classes, running gait analysis, and more. And of course, it will feature amazing plant-based food and a little nightlife as well. We had so much fun last year that I cannot wait to do it again. It's perfect for adult runners of all ages, paces, and abilities, and you're bound to meet runners just like you. Spaces are very limited, and it's first come, first serve, so sign up today at theplantedrunner.com slash retreat. I'll be offering early bird pricing until March 15th, so be sure to take advantage of that as soon as you can. I can't wait to run with you this September. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. For some lucky people, all it takes is a little running, a few crunches, and those six-pack abs just seem to appear effortlessly. Well, I'm here to break it to you that for about 95% of us, okay, I'm making up that statistic, but I mean pretty much everyone, (laughs) that is just not going to happen without a whole lot of work and nutritional sacrifice, especially if you're over the age of 25, if it can even happen at all. I'll get into why in just a moment, but let's start with what exactly is the core? When most people think about your core muscles, we think of a ripped six-pack and bulging abs. And while that might make you look awesome in a swimsuit, if you're trying to be a better endurance runner, you probably don't need to focus as much on the vanity abs as you might think. When we talk about your core as it relates to your running, we actually mean all of the abdominal muscles, including the obliques, transverse abdominis, as well as the hips and the glutes. Basically, your core is every muscle that relates to stabilizing your spine. Because we all have a six-pack in there somewhere, and it's called the rectus abdominis. It's just that the majority of us are not lean enough for those muscles to show, no matter how strong we are. Or we actually are perfectly lean enough, but the washboard abs don't appear due to genetics. Some people just tend to carry their fat in their bellies, while others stash it away elsewhere. The body fat percentages needed to see visible abs is a huge range, which actually corresponds to a healthy body composition. For women, that's about 17 to 24%. And for men, that's about 6 to 17%. If you're at the lower end, you are likely to look more sculpted, but some lucky tummies start looking ripped at the higher end. And some stomachs will just never get perfectly defined abs, even if their body fat is very low. It's all about genetics. Take a look at the stomachs of elite distance runners, both male and female. You're not always going to see a defined six-pack. Some have it and some don't. They pretty much all have lean definition, of course, but a visible six-pack is not a requirement to be one of the best runners in the world. Instagram has taught us that a taut tummy with rippling abs is what we should all strive for. And if that's your fitness goal, more power to you, and I hope you have the genetics to get there. But I'll let you in on a little secret. Developing a rocking six-pack won't do much at all for your running, other than how you look in a sports bra. That's because the rectus abdominis muscles are not particularly useful in the motion of running. They're used for sitting up which is why sit-ups and crunches are key to great-looking abs, but they're not super helpful for a strong running core. The reason we want a strong core is because it holds up our torso in the proper position so that legs and the arms can be free to swing. 
All the muscles in your middle should be taut and contracted as you run so the abs can support the spine in a relatively rigid position. And you can't do that very long if your core isn't strong enough to support a stable spine. Here's an analogy. Imagine picking up a little kid who's been told to go limp like a sack of potatoes. It is much harder to do than picking up the same kid who's told to become stiff as a board because the weight of the limp kid shifts around and is unstable. It's the same with your torso. It is much easier to run with a tight torso and a supported spine than a floppy one. Now, to be clear, I am not saying that you should be clenching your core in a depth grip for 26.2 miles. Absolutely not. Your strides should be fluid and smooth, not overly tense or overly floppy. The most efficient distance runners in the world are very stingy with their movements. If a movement is not directly related to propelling you forward, it's wasted energy. So what you want to do is quiet your torso as you run. Your legs and arms move forwards and backwards, but everything directly connected to your spine stays smooth and silent. In theory, that sounds obvious and easy. Just move your arms and legs and don't move anything else. But in reality, you have to resist moving your entire torso too much to keep it from following your arms and legs. And that takes strength. On the other hand, if you keep your abs loose, allow your shoulders to relax forward and your head to dip down, you are no longer a tight, efficient spring. You become a wobbly noodle, which is much harder to bounce down the road. Again, you don't need the ripped muscles of a bodybuilder to become more efficient at running. You need just enough strength to keep your spine stable and aligned at all times. Another reason that the core needs to be strong goes back to the leg swing. We think of running as moving our legs forward over and over again. Our legs do the work, right? Yes, they sure do. But if you're relying only on your legs, you are not taking advantage of the biggest muscle in the body the gluteus maximus, or your butt. <laughs> your butt is large and powerful because it has the job of keeping the trunk of the body in an erect posture, preventing the sack of potatoes phenomenon that you often see at the end of the marathon. But what the glutes can also do is help push your legs forward. Next time you go for a run, think of your legs as the levers and your core, which means the glutes, hips, and abdominal muscles, as the power. Your calf muscles are small and weak compared to your butt, and they're at the wrong end of the lever. If they are doing all the work, you're going to have some serious problems at the end of your race. Now we know why the core needs to be strong for running. So how do you get there? I'll go over that right after a quick break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. 
I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. This is The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. How do you get a strong core for running? You might have heard that crunches are bad for you or they're not necessary for runners. Or maybe you just guessed that because I told you at the beginning that a six pack isn't that important for running. That is all sort of true. (laughs) The idea that crunches are bad for you started after a 2001 study that linked crunches to spinal damage. The study used pig spines removed from dead pigs and they crunched them over and over and over again thousands of times. Not surprisingly, after tens of thousands of crunches, they caused spinal damage. Obviously, there are several problems trying to extrapolate these results to humans. You are not a pig, and you do not do thousands of crunches a day, and you're not dead. Just like a dead stick will break more easily than a green branch, so will a dead bone versus a living one. Crunches, which are done by lying on your back with your knees bent, feet flat on the floor, and then contracting your abs to slowly lift your shoulder blades off the ground an inch or two, are not bad for you. They will develop those six-pack muscles if you're lean enough to see them. But they're not the primary spine stabilizers, and they're not attached to your legs, so they don't help your running much at all. A better use of your time if running performance is the goal is all the variation of planks. And it's named plank for a very good reason. You want your body from the tip of your head down to your heels to be in a perfectly straight line. Common mistakes with planks are pushing that booty up in the air or letting your hips sag towards the ground. You should look like a board with no bends. Plank can either be done in a push-up position with your arms locked straight or you can rest on your forearms. If you're not strong enough to stay up on your toes, use a bench or a set of stairs to elevate your arms a bit higher. Try to resist the temptation to do plank on your knees because it's not putting you in proper alignment. If you are still not strong enough to hold plank on an elevated platform or a stair without going to your knees, use the wall instead. Once you build strength, you can work your way down to the floor. If you've never done plank before, aim for 20 to 30 seconds. Advanced runners can try for two minutes or more. Variations of plank include shifting down on your forearms, side planks, hip drops, bear crawls, and more. Your next move is targeting your obliques. These are the abdominal muscles that run along the sides of your rectus abdominis or your six pack. Strong obliques help keep you stable as you turn corners while you're running. Any kind of twisting exercise will help make them strong. One example is windshield wipers. Lie on your back and place your hands, palms down, at the base of your spine to protect your lower back. Extend your legs in the air and drop them to your side so that your torso and legs are in an L shape. Then slowly swing your legs in an arc to the other side, like windshield wipers of a car. Beginners can start with 5 to 8 on each side. Advanced runners can go up to 20. The next area to target is your back, specifically the muscles that stabilize your spine, called the erector spinny. 
The classic move for that is the Superman. Lie on the floor on your stomach and lift your arms and legs like you are flying over Metropolis, saving the world. Try to hold that for as long as you can. You might try 10 seconds to begin with and work your way up to 30 seconds or more, gradually increasing how high you get your limbs off the ground. Strong spine muscles help keep your posture tall and straight, which will not only help you run better with less energy, but it can help prevent injury from poor form. And don't forget, you might be sneaking in ab work without really noticing because you think you're working other places with your deadlifts, lunges, and squats. Any type of move that requires balance will use your abs as well. Think one-legged deadlifts, step-ups, or leg lifts. There are also lots of things you can do from a tabletop position or down on all fours. Balance work like holding the opposite arm and leg out, then crunching in, or glute and hamstring work by bending and flexing one leg at the knee or drawing circles with your extended leg are all good choices. Basically, any move, whether it's on all fours or on your back, when you use your leg as a lever, you're forced to use your core muscles to lift the legs. Just be sure that you're protecting your lower back when you do some of these moves, and that can be done by placing your hands or a pillow under your sacrum or lumbar spine for support. There are about a million more exercises that you can do to get a stronger core and become a better runner. And I obviously can't go through all of them on this podcast, but hopefully I've gotten you to start thinking about them. So many times as runners, we tend to skip strength training because we just want to run. But the trick is you don't have to make strength training into this big chore. If you just did 30 seconds of plank and a few leg drops before every single run, those couple of minutes invested every day would pay huge dividends. So if you care more about your splits than a six pack, you never have to do another crunch again. If you want it all, focus on your entire core, not just your abs. Combined with proper nutrition, you can have the performance and the physique. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is Hocus Pocus, Everybody Focus. This mantra is one that I borrowed from my kid's kindergarten teacher. When she wanted the class's attention, she would say, Hocus Pocus, everybody focus. The children loved the silly, catchy phrase and would all quiet down. The silliness of it is why it's also perfect for running when your mind starts to wander. Just like a little kid, your brain will be going to places that you don't want it to go when things get hard. To bring it back, use a humorous phrase like this one to get your attention back to where it belongs. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Don't forget that you can win free access to one of my sprint session masterclasses just for writing an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashion You. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. 
Death of a Sports Star, a new series from Crowd Network.